There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Connections with Eva. I'm Eva Longoria. Today, we are going to explore the idea about interconnection. What is our relationship with ourselves? What prompted me to think about this particular episode was during the lockdown, I feel like we were all forced to sit with our own thoughts. You know, as we worked from home, as we homeschooled our kids, as we stayed in pajamas all day, we had some Zooms here and there. But for the most part, The entire world stopped and everything was still. And at least that's what I experienced. And what I witnessed during this time was how important mental resilience needed to be. You know, we we couldn't go out and we couldn't socialize. We, We couldn't even see grandma. You know, it was so much change and it was so sudden. And I think this hard time in the world really tested our mental toughness. And some of us came out the other side and some of us did not. And I feel like it's impossible to even talk about our mental toughness if you're not talking about a deep connection with our inner self. And a lot of that has to do with obviously instilling habits that boost our emotional and mental well-being, you know, meditating and journaling and yoga and exercise and prayer. But aside from the habits, I wanted to have a discussion about the why. Like, why should we have a deep connection with our inner selves? And I've always sought out better ways to connect with my higher self and my sense of purpose and making sure my intentions match with my actions. And it was really through this self-discovery and all my, you know, self-help books and all these reading that I discovered Marianne Williamson. Most people have heard of Marianne when she decided to run for president, but I met her over 10 years ago and she's had a long career before that when I discovered Return to Love. And I read it. I don't even remember how it ended up in my hands. And I just thought, wow, what is this? And I remember looking at the back of the book and going, where's this woman? Where does she live? And she was giving courses and lectures. It was like every week and me and my girlfriends, we'd all go. It was Monday nights or Wednesday nights. I can't remember the night. And I felt like every time Marianne spoke, every time I went, she was speaking to me. Like in a room full of 500 people, the lesson to learn that night was for me. And I said, well, obviously everybody must feel that. And so when I thought about exploring this episode about interconnection, I knew the first person I wanted to talk to was Marianne Williamson. She's a spiritual teacher. She's an incredibly inspiring lecturer. She's written over 13 books. She's founded multiple charitable organizations. Of course, she even ran for president. But most of all, I think she's just a leader in the conversation about love. And I'm so excited to welcome Marianne to the show. How are you? 
Oh, I'm fine. And thank you for that very generous introduction. Thank you. It's just great. Great to be with you, Eva. You've been such a resource to me personally. I remember campaigning for Obama in 2008 and then having some sort of backlash and and just the tsunami of this negativity all at once. And I called you and I said, can you talk? And you said, absolutely. And you got on the phone and I was like, they're being mean to me. (laughs) They're being so mean. It's so mean. And you said, well, why did you do this in the first place? What was your intention? Why did you want to do this? Right. And I was like, because I want to make a difference and I want to create, you know, and you go, well, you know, that needs to be your North Star. So I don't think any of these comments should really detour you from that. And I never forgot that. And I use it in in all of my life. It's like, what do I want to get out of this experience? What do I want to get out of this project? And if I'm very clear about that, then everything else just kind of falls away. And I've never forgotten that because you've been there for me for many, many times. So thank you for that, Marianne. (laughs) Well, thank you. And I learned... A lot more after that about how mean they can be. Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like we should start there. Should we start backwards? Like we start backwards. But I mean, how have you been? Where have you been? Um, I know you moved to DC now. And how's that been? Being you're in the bee's nest. Yeah. It's like world headquarters for both darkness and light. You know, the people seeking to do the greatest damage so they can make a lot of money, they're headquartered here. And the people who are trying to do the greatest good so they can save the world, they're here too. Mm. So it's sort of, we're living simultaneously at a time where there's this ethos of the fall of Rome, and there's this ethos of a world that is struggling to be born. Mm-hmm. What do you think your life's work is about? You know, what, what is the ultimate goal in all of your teachings and all of your books? You know, the one thing I wish people could understand or get or just embrace? Well... You know, I never think of myself as trying to get a message out, Eva. I think of myself as trying to get a message in. Hmm. And in that sense, I don't think of my life's work as different than your life's work or anyone else's life's work. I think all of us have the same life work, and that is to actualize the truth of who we are, which is the love that is the truth of who we are, and to extend it. What form that takes is not as important as we make it, whether you're a scientist or an artist or parent or a spouse or a teacher, the work we do in terms of its external expression doesn't seem to me as important as the work we do trying to dismantle the fears and the insanity that so dominates this world Mm. and breaking through to the other side. As we do that, we are guided according to our own propensities, our own talents, our own skills, our own circumstances to ways we can extend that love. But the work itself, I think, is to embody it. Mm-hmm. So you talk about don't get the message out, get the message in. And so why should we have a connection to our inner self? And what, does that, <laughs> and what does that even mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people think sometimes yeah. like, oh, you spiritual people, you know. And yeah, you're like, we're woo-woo. We're crazy <laughs> and kooky. Kooky people. Crystal people. Yeah. Right. Whereas all the people who have led us to where we are mm. are somehow the sophisticates. <laughs> now, let's look at that, yeah. given where we are. Mm-hmm. Because the mindset that has brought us to where we are, where are we? We're on a trajectory that, if allowed to continue, is suicide species. Mm. Whether it has to do with the death of the democracy in America, whether it has to do with the implosion of our uh, biosphere, our environment. I mean, there are so many signs of decline that those who have led us into this ditch, claiming they're the only ones qualified enough with the mindset to lead us out of the ditch, 
is becoming so increasingly obviously insane. Mm -hmm. The entire world as we know it has come to a point that perfectly reflects our disconnection for the, from the deepest truth of who we are. And I don't think that we can separate our deepest connection from who we are from our deepest connection to one another or our deepest connection to nature, mm-hmm. our deepest connection to animals. Mm-hmm. Now, back in the late 1880s, the burst of the Industrial Revolution, you know, there's a story I sometimes tell, Eva, mm-hmm. when I was in college, Remember during those years when we would put big art posters on our walls from mm-hmm. museums? Yeah. So there were these posters of these gigantic angels. They were painted by someone named Edmund Burne Jones. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know, it's a Scottish painter. I didn't know who he was. I just knew I loved these angels, these right. huge angels. Many years later, I was writing a book called Healing the Soul of America, and I was doing research deeper into American history than I had ever studied it before. And I was fascinated by the transcendentalists and by Emerson and by Whitman and by the the industrial revolution and by the conflict at that time and by the poets and philosophers who were saying, no, be careful. You're going to become so, so enamored of things happening outside that our inner life will will wither away our connection to some of the deepest things of compassion and understanding and reflection Mm -hmm. and reverence and devotion will wither away. So years after I had those posters on my wall in college, I'm walking up Fifth Avenue in New York City and I pass the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And the Metropolitan, when, you know, when it has special exhibits, puts those huge banners in front. Right. In the front. Uh huh. So I saw on the banner these huge the angel? angels and <laughs> Burn Jones exhibit. So I was really excited because I remembered these angels. I went inside and I walked into the exhibit. And I did one of those little things where you have these earbuds and mm-hmm. it's explaining mm-hmm. to you. Unknown to me was the fact that Burn Jones had been one of those artists and philosophers who was trying to warn the West at the advent of the Industrial Revolution, be careful. And he actually had a line. Are you ready for this? His description of what he was doing when he painted those angels, this is what he said. Every time they build a machine, I will paint an angel. (laughs) Oh, my God. How many angels did he paint? That's right. Obviously not enough, right? So what happened was we moved into the 20th century, Western materialism, Western science, Western technology, all of which has in many ways caused great good on the planet. But it did not answer all of humanity's problems the way some people at the beginning of the 20th century thought it might. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, it has created more of them because it has caused this disconnection between our our sense of what's important and the reality of what matters most. Mm -hmm. Our outer eyes became so mesmerized by the outer world Mm -hmm. that our inner eyes, our inner ears, our inner connection. It's like a muscle that has withered away. Now, in the 21st century, the, you know, the mindset of the 20th that I just described was very different than the 19th. And now the mindset of the 21st is reconnection in response to the disconnection that was imbued in the Western materialistic mindset of the 20th. People understand that we have lost something in the process of what we have sought to gain. Mm-hmm. And I think also going back to COVID, Mm-hmm. We had become a society in which the normal tenor of things is that people are running around like chickens with their head chopped off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Blaise Pascal, a French philosopher, once said, every problem in the world stems from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. 
I'm going to go somewhere. I got to get out of the house. I got to go somewhere. I got to go do something. And all of a sudden you're told, well, actually, there's not much you can do and not many places you can go. And if you even try, you could die. So we're having to sit alone with ourselves in a way that is hysteria producing, Mm. right? Because we're having to come face to face with something that we had avoided, which is a deeper gaze into our own souls. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes it's hard to meditate. Mm-hmm. It's like you find yourself, um, you know, I really need to return that email. Actually, you don't right now. I might have gotten a phone call. You actually really don't. Yeah. Cultivating the capacity for stillness and that reconnection is difficult, but it's an imperative for us becoming the people we need to be, I think, in order to save the world and stave off disaster. Because that's where we find clarity and wisdom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and strength and the power that we're going to need in the days ahead. Oh, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of My Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's so funny because, you know, in some cultures, I think if, especially if you live in L.A., you meet somebody and you go, so what do you do? And in some cultures, that's offensive because what you do is not who you are. So I know sometimes like in the U.K., people go, God, I don't even know you. Why would you ask? Like, you know, where are you from? You know, what music? Like you should ask all these other things because that is the least 
interesting thing about you is like, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And I think that you've said this before, you know, we go from relationship to relationship, job to job, city to city, looking for anything else to define us, right? Whatever that identity is, it's like, I'm American. I'm a mom. I'm an actor. I'm a politician. Like, we really seek that outside of ourselves. And I think the world tells us to define ourselves according to that. And so how do we combat that? Like, uh, especially, you know, you, you kind of touched on a little bit, but like this material existence as well, you're defined by your wealth or you're defined by how much you have, or you're defined by your job. Sigmund Freud defined neurosis as separation from self. Mm. In The Course in Miracles, there's the concept of self with a little s and a concept of self with the big S. Mm -hmm. So the big S self is what the world has taught us that we are. It's your resume, basically. It's the life of your body. It's other people's opinion of you. It's your mm -hmm. money or your lack. It's your prestige or your lack. All of the things that we identify with our external selves. But, you know, there's a story in the Bible. You can build your house on rock or you can build your house on sand. If you build your house on sand, then the winds will come and the rains will come and your house will fall down. If you build your house on rock, your house remains firm. Mm -hmm. If I build my sense of identity and thus my sense of worth on the external things, what other people think of me, the existence of my body, all the aspects of my bodily existence. Well, that's building my house on sand because I might have the money one day. I might not have it the next. I might have the job one day. I might not have it the next. I might look good when I'm a certain age, but not so good when I'm another age. Other people might like me today. Other people might not like me tomorrow. So we're constantly shifting. It's shifting sands that lead to a horrible grasping, as Buddha would describe it. We're always grasping. And then even when you get something, you start grasping again, because what if I lose it? Right. Building your house on rock means my truest identity is not the life of the body, but the life of the spirit. Uh, I love how in The Course in Miracles, it says physical birth is not the beginning of life, but a continuation of life. And physical death is not the end of life, but the continuation of life. Mm -hmm. I am that which is not of my body. Now, the only way you can remember that, though, is if I remember it about you, too. And that's why the, this idea of just loving yourself is never going to get you there. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't arrive on the earth to say, love yourself. That's become so in vogue these days. It's got to be love one another because yeah. I'm only going to be capable of seeing in myself what I'm willing, at least willing to see in you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Carl Jung yeah. said that if you go deep enough into your mind and deep enough into mine, that there is mental imagery or what he called archetypes that we all share. The idea of the spiritual mind, the one mind, the Christ mind, whatever you call it, is that if you go deep enough into your mind and deep enough into mine, we're actually, there's only one mind, mm -hmm. right? Which is the esoteric reading of there's only one begotten son. Right. So in the Course in Miracles, it says you are like a sunbeam thinking you are separate from other sunbeams. You are like a wave in the ocean thinking you are separate from other waves. Think of the psychological mm -hmm. difference. Now, first of all, there is no place where one wave stops and another starts. But think of the difference in psychological and emotional experience between thinking of yourself as a wave that's separate from the rest of the waves versus thinking of yourself as a wave that's connected to the rest of the waves. If I think of myself as one wave in the huge ocean, separated from all the other waves, 
How can I not live in a constant level of terror that at any moment another wave might overwhelm and obliterate me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If, on the other hand, I realize, hey, there's no place where I stop and it starts. I am this ocean. I move, it moves, it moves, I move. I'm the one with this whole thing. Mm. (sighs) Complete safety. And Mm -hmm. I cannot be overwhelmed because I am one with the ocean. Mm -hmm. So we pay a terrible price for thinking of ourselves as separate from one another. We pay a terrible price for thinking of ourselves as separate from that which sourced us. We pay a terrible price as we are experiencing now from thinking of ourselves as separate from the earth. Look what we have done to the earth because of our lack of reverence, our disconnection from a sense that we are of it. And Mm -hmm. our destruction of the earth is the ultimate destruction of ourselves. Mm -hmm. It feels like that concept, though, of like we are one is so simple and so hard to digest. In meditation, it's like my breath is your breath. My DNA is your DNA. Like we are actually all really one. I mean, in the most macro way. But when we have our heads down and our feet moving, it's I think it's hard for people to grasp that. Like I, I'm just trying to put a meal on the table. Who said it where minimum wage is not enough, uh, people have four full-time jobs and can't make a living, you know, and they said, you know, it's designed that way so that you don't have time to think abstractly or about the world or about recycling or about the environment because you're just, especially in the United States, it's designed for you to be so busy surviving that I don't have I don't have time. I'm glad to hear you say it because there's a big conversation there about how both parties are part of the design. So how do you talk to those people who go, I can't even deal with anybody else because I'm just dealing with my shit, you know? Well, you have to stop lying to them is what you have to do. You have to stop lying. You know, the only way we're going to beat the outrageous lies that are out there is if we begin to tell some outrageous truths. (laughs) And the outrageous truths are things like what you just said. You know, when I was running for president, I used to say too many people in the Republican Party tell some big lies. But we have to remember that when you are, you raise your hand and you swear when you're in a court of law to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Mm -hmm. Too many people on our side of the aisle tell the truth, but they're not telling the whole truth. And they're not telling nothing but the truth because the whole truth, nothing but the truth is what you just said, Eva. Mm -hmm. And that changes everything in terms of how we look at our society and the economic system and the political system that currently prevails within it. You know, one of the things you were just saying, though, about I'm so busy, I don't have time. You and I were talking before we came on about Mm -hmm. the stories we tell. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that a lot of countries, and I'm sure this is true of Mexico as well, Mm -hmm. you would know more than I, so correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but I certainly know this is true in a lot of cultures. They think that one of the things that makes American society not attractive to them is that we put attention on things in, to some extent because of what you were just saying, to some another extent, not because we have to, but because it's just become our mental habit, on things that are not the deepest truths. The deepest truth is our love for our husbands, our wives, our lovers, our friends, our parents, and our children. Within that space, it's not hard to see our oneness at all. Mm-hmm. It's not hard for you to see your oneness with your husband if you're in love. It's not hard for you to see your oneness with the child that you gave birth to or that you hold in your arms. So our actual human experience, if you had the time to walk through the park, it's not hard to see your oneness with nature. 
it, it's not, you say it's so hard, but it's only hard because we're keeping ourselves stuck in a mode where the disconnection is all around us. But at what point do we say the suicide rate, our kids committing suicide, the fentanyl, this is insane. This must stop. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people are. And we have to harness that realization and contain it in a way that will allow for a tender transition back to truth. Otherwise, there will be a violent rebalancing. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What do you think stops people from connecting to themselves? I mean, you talked a little bit about it, about like the lies we're telling everybody. I mean, we're just feeding them with lies and misinformation that it maybe they don't think it's possible or it's worth it or it's valuable. I don't see a world in which people are avoiding it. I see a world in which people are leaning in to conversations like we're having. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're at a point where we don't have a critical mass of people who know what's happening here. People want to know more about how to do it. Mm -hmm. The majority didn't wake up one day and say, let's free the slaves. The majority didn't wake up one day and say, let's give women the right Right to to vote. vote. The majority didn't wake up one day and say, let's dismantle segregation. It takes a critical mass. And actually, Eva, I think we have a critical mass. Mm -hmm. 
the issue is people, I think people are not stupid. I don't think there's anybody out there who heard the conversation we've just been having and denies it or yeah, and goes hogwash. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think that's the time we're living in. It's like too common sense. Now people want to know, and how do I do that? That's what, I, that's the world I see. Mm. Mm-hmm. What do you think would ultimately serve our society if more people were able to connect with themselves? Because once you connect with yourself, then you realize, you know, you eventually get to, you'd climb the ladder of getting to, we are all one. You are my brother, right? Uh, you are my neighbor. I don't care if you're from Afghanistan. I don't care if you're from Mexico. Like you eventually, if you, you know, seek inner work, you eventually get to that point if you're serious about your journey. What would ultimately serve society better if people did that? Like, what do you think would be the biggest transformation happening? In every cell of the body, every cell is led through a natural intelligence to the place where it can best serve. Some to the pancreas, some to the lungs, some to the to the brain, some to the liver, where it is led to collaborate with other cells to serve the healthy function of the organ and organism of which it is part. When we do the practices that you mentioned, and we find the stillness of mind, Mm. then we learn to, as there's a term in both Christianity and Judaism, the small, still voice for God. When you quiet the mind through those practices, you begin to receive your instructions through natural intelligence. What will people do? Some people will be led to work on environmental issues. Some people will be led uh, to work on sex trafficking issues. Mm. Some people will be led to work on voter suppression and working within the political system. All of us will be led to forgive more. All of us will be led to love more deeply. God's not going to give me instruction for what you're supposed to do with your life. God's not going to give you instruction for what I'm supposed to do with my life. But we can all remind each other to listen deeply and to follow that internal radar. The reason people are so hysterical, anxious, depressed, and so forth is because we're living in a meaningless random universe. Because the external world is, but the internal world is not random at all. The internal world, the world of spirit is very intentional, just like the cells of the body are. And cancer is what happens when a cell disconnects from that natural intelligence. Mm. And that's what's happened to the planet. We've been infected by the malignant thought that it's all about me separate from my collaborative function. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, one of the lines in the course I love is don't look to yourself to find yourself because that's not where you are. Mm. You find yourself in relationship with others. You find yourself in service to others. You find yourself in collaboration with others. Wow. There's a, a prayer that I love in the course that says every morning, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? And, you know, it's interesting. The word disciple comes from the same root as the word discipline. Mm -hmm. And I think you you become disciplined to just show up for wherever you are. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, except right now I'm on a podcast with you. I'm supposed to be showing up as best I can. That's all I really have to know. Yeah. And then there'll be another circumstance after the podcast where you will be called to show up as best you can in your life. And I will be called to show up as best I can in my life. And everyone listening will be called to show up as best they can. And as we all learn vertically to show up more, then horizontally everything will take care of itself because the universe is intentional. 
just like the the flower bends towards the sun. Mm. And I believe, you know, that line that we've all heard, the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice. justice. Mm -hmm. Just lean into doing the best you can in whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Lean into being the best person you can, whatever it is. Right this moment, somebody needs you. Stop pretending. Somebody could use a call. Stop pretending. Somebody needs your love. Stop pretending. Somebody needs your forgiveness. And then I think the path just, it, it, it like falls in front of us. It's like paved and, and we just begin to see because we're just doing our best wherever we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what is, you know, you've written so many books, but I ask everybody, uh, is there a book you recommend people should read? It could be a couple books. It's just, is, some, is there something that guides you? You mean my books you? or other people's books? Either. Oh, other you, people's books. Other people's okay. books or any books um, that had an influence on you. Right. Obviously, Course of Miracles. And obviously, I, for me, it's like Return to Love is one. I loved actually healing the soul of America. That was Thank you. amazing. Thank you. I wrote kind of a sequel to that called Politics of Love, actually. Mm. If you don't have it, I'll be glad to no. send it to you. But more um, in terms of other books, there's a book I read every two or three years that you've probably read by Rilke, Letters to a Young Poet. Mm, I know it. I haven't read it in uh, forever. Yeah. I mean, it's a book we all read like many years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. I never fail to find jewels there. Mm-hmm. It's always so nice to see you. <laughs> so Thank good you so to much see you. for having me. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I'm happy to be connected with you. Connections with Eva Longoria is a production of Unbelievable Entertainment in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.